You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And welcome inside the Straight Up Saints Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Vogel, and we have a jam-packed show for this week with free agency beginning and the legal tampering window, as always, being hectic in the NFL. There's a lot of Saints news to talk about, both good and bad, and we'll get to all that. But before that, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Rose Vogler Report, R-O-S-V-O-G-L-O-U Report, and on Instagram at Saint underscore straight up. Also, don't forget, if you want to become a supporter of the podcast, you can for as little as 99 cents per month. Link in the description, wherever you're listening to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, any of those platforms. Now let's get down to business and talk about what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. And let's talk about the biggest news. And that has to do with number nine, Drew Brees. He's re-signing with the New Orleans Saints. Not a surprise. Two years, $50 million. And there's a little bit of a debate about that and whether or not it's a good deal. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, he's not giving them a discount. It's the same deal that he took last year. And I get why people say that because it literally is in theory, the same deal. It's two years, $50 million. But you have to look past that and, and look at the logistics of it. And here's the deal. The cap goes up. So what does that mean? A lot of people are getting increases in their salaries. Drew Brees did not get one. So that's a plus for the Saints. Number two, Drew Brees is not getting a deal that will hinder them in terms of cap space with the $21 million hit they were already expected to take. At this pace, actually doing an extension helps them get more money and can allow them to upgrade the roster if they feel like they have to, and obviously they do. And the the third thing and the most important one is that a lot of people are upset that he did take a deal this big, but they don't realize that there are so many more quarterbacks making more money than Drew Brees next season. A lot of them are not better than Drew Brees, and that's why it really brings out an interesting debate as to whether or not it's a good deal. And I understand people might be frustrated. He's 41 years old. They have had three straight heartbreaking season endings, but here's the deal. He's still one of the 10 best quarterbacks in football. He's still the most accurate quarterback in football. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, can the Saints win a Super Bowl with Drew Brees under center? And the answer is a resounding yes. And if you're arguing against that, then you're just being a prisoner of the moment and the fact that he didn't play well against Minnesota. But who did play well on offense against Minnesota outside of one Taysom Hill? No one. And if you look at the contracts that I was talking about, you'll start to see why this deal is very reasonable because here are the quarterbacks that will make more money than Drew Brees. Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr. They will all make more money next season than Drew Brees. And then right under Drew Brees, you have Alex Smith, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, all making $22 or more. So a lot of you are saying, Oh, why didn't he sign for $10 million, $15 million? He was never going to do that deal. And the reason why is Drew Brees would have offers from a CBS, an ESPN, to be a broadcaster. And he could get $10 to $15 million a year sitting in a chair calling a game. So why would he come back and take the hits for the same amount of money? That doesn't add up. And at the end of the day, your quarterback needs to get paid. And the fact that he's going to get $4.5 million less per year than a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who no disrespect is good but not great, I don't see why people are arguing over it. And if you really think he's selfish, that's fine and that's okay. Just know if he were to go in the open market, there would be a team that would throw so much money at him. For example, there's a good chance Tom Brady's playing for the Buccaneers next year. And we're talking about Brady versus Breeze. But guess what? If Breeze was able to hit the open market, a team like the Bucs would absolutely 
throw 30 to 35 to th- maybe even 40 for one year for Drew Brees because he's a better quarterback at this stage in his career, and he's still very good and very precise with the football. Um, so that's why I definitely think that uh, it's a good deal overall. And if you don't think so, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna sit here and say you're wrong, but I am here to sway your opinion in the sense that look at the market. Quarterbacks just get paid a lot. So when you know Drew Brees gets 25, but Kirk Cousins gets 30. I think that's the way you have to look at it and go, who's the better quarterback? It's obviously Drew, so you're okay with paying the $25 million per year. So that's definitely my take on that. Um, I think it's a good deal for the Saints, and it's going to be interesting to see who they add now in the coming days to uh, improve their roster because they definitely have to uh, add a linebacker, add a guard, and a couple other spots that they can improve on. But they still got time, and there's still a couple of guys on the market that are available for the New Orleans Saints. Now, let's shift over to a sad topic, the fact that the Saints are going to lose Teddy Bridgewater. So Teddy Bridgewater, and granted, I am way more of a uh, Teddy Bridgewater fan than most people, he's going to the Carolina Panthers. So that absolutely stinks. You got to have him twice a year, and you got to face him. But I think it's it's okay, because at the end of the day, Bridgewater is a, a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes, but... He is also a guy who is not going to single-handedly dominate a game. And the one thing the Saints had issues with Carolina for years was the fact that Cam Newton, with his arms or his legs, could give you issues. And people will say, well, Chris, you know, we, we don't have problems with the Panthers anymore. We, we beat the Panthers all the time. I get that. But do you guys not remember um, that, that playoff game against Carolina the third time they met? It just felt like even though the Saints were the better team, Cam would be an issue for that off for that defense, excuse me. And I just think that Teddy Bridgewater, who is obviously, in my opinion, a better leader, I think he's more precise with the football, he's not as lethal. So I think you live with it. And then the other thing here is that Bridgewater's not the Carolina Panthers' future. I think they've made that very clear with this deal. What he is for them is a stable quarterback who for the next year to two can hold down the fort until they find their guy. Matt Rule just got a seven-year deal. He is not making Teddy Bridgewater the quarterback for all seven years. He's making him the quarterback for the first two years, and if he's good enough, we'll leave him for the third. Or you have a really good backup quarterback for the third year who will be on the roster with the first-round pick, whether that's like a Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or whoever you want, Sam Howell from, from UNC, one of those type of guys down the road in a year or two from now that Carolina's going to take. And... It's upsetting that he leaves. I get that, but there was no more room for him to just sit here and be a backup. He had to get his money. I'm happy he gets his money now. He gets three years, $60 million million in that deal. And the other thing about Bridgewater is, at the end of the day, does Sean Payton think he's close to his ceiling? If he does, he's probably not the future because you see what he does now. And I like Teddy, and I I really do think he's a, a, a good quarterback. But if Sean Payton doesn't think he's a guy who could give him 30 touchdown passes, 4,500 yards in a season. I definitely can see him say, you know what? We ride out with Breeze. We still have Taysom. And I will find my guy eventually. It's just not going to be him. And the timing just didn't work up. And a lot of things in life, and it's not just football, it's timing. And Breeze is still playing well. Taysom's becoming a factor. Teddy's got to get his money now because you never know if you get hurt again. And that's what happens. So I think it's a fair deal for both sides. And it just stinks because you have to watch Teddy face the Saints twice a year. And you got the roof for uh, against him. And, and that does hurt. But at the end of the day, I don't know if he's really the face of the franchise there. And I don't think he's better than Cam Newton. When Cam Newton is healthy, I might add. And I know that's a big if and when that actually happens. But when Cam's healthy, he's an MVP quarterback. 
Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. Um, and that's not a knock on Teddy. I do like Teddy. And unlike other people, I'm not going to bash the guy um, because he's leaving. I commend him. I'm happy he got his money. And it's going to be interesting to see Breeze versus Bridgewater for uh, for two games next season. Very fun for sure. Now let's get into some questions from you guys on Twitter. And then I'll get on, on to some more Saints topics like who they should target, who they've lost, who they've re-signed. Um, and one more thing, and that's going to be a little Brady-Breeze debate in a little bit. And, and let's just get into the questions and start off. Now the first one here is Teddy obviously knows the playbook. Do you think you have to have any game plan changes from Sean Payton? I don't think so. Look, Teddy knows the playbook, but it's not just Teddy that knows the playbook. Uh, Joe Brady with the Carolina Panthers was an offensive system for the Saints, so he knows the system, knows the ins and the outs. I don't think it's that big of a deal, though. I, I really don't. And I think that if you're the Saints, you don't panic, you don't worry. The Panthers are rebuilding. I've heard from a lot of people that they are trying to just lay down the groundwork for a competitive team that wins four to five games and just, that's it. That's your mark because who they want is a quarterback that for the next 10 to 15 years will be with Matt Rule and this new ownership and they'll be fine. So we'll definitely see what happens. But I don't think the Saints have to worry in that regard. Uh, Next question, Quan asked, is Leonard Floyd an option and who would you like us to sign? So is Leonard Floyd an option? I don't know. He, He just got released about an hour ago before I recorded this, so it's probably too early to figure out where he's going to head. But I will say this about Leonard Floyd. He is a a pretty solid player. The issue with him is going to be health. Is Leonard Floyd going to be healthy? And if he is, what way are you going to use him? At at the end of the day, you still have Davenport. You still have Cam Jordan. So um, I'll say this. If the price is right, you go for him, but I don't think he's going to be on the Saints. Um, But we will see. As for who I'd like uh, like to see them sign, this is another double question that some people have asked, so I'll just knock it out. Who's the one player I would like to see on the Saints right now? I didn't think he was still going to be on the market, and I would love to see how much he's asking for and what he ends up getting. But Joe Schobert from from the Cleveland Browns is a heck of a player, and he's good in coverage, which is something the Saints can use at linebacker, and he's also durable. And I, I was really big on Nick Kwiatkowski, and then I, I told you guys that I wouldn't mind Littleton, but I think he'd be a little pricey, which he was at three-year 36. I want to see what happens with Joe Schobert from Cleveland. Um, he wants over $10 million a year. I think he's going to get that. Uh, but if you compare him with Demario Davis and Alex Anzalone and Caden Ellis when he's healthy, that's a pretty good linebacking corpse that's going to need it because A.J. Klein is leaving. He went to Buffalo to reunite with Sean McDermott, who was his D.C. back in Carolina. But Joe Schobert's definitely someone that I do like. If he could go, if he could go on the Saints, I think that'd be a pretty good move for them. Uh, next one with Teddy gone, Teddy gone. Is it safe to assume Taysom's not leaving? I always thought that Taysom wasn't leaving. Um, the, the first round tender basically just confirmed that they don't want anyone getting their hands on him and they don't want anyone giving him a contract where they're not going to match and they're definitely going to lose him. And now on the flip side, yeah, you could get the first round pick, but it's just a tough thing. You don't want another team to set the market for a player you might like. And if, if Sean thinks there's a chance he's the quarterback after Drew, you got to take all the uh, precautionary measures you can to make sure he stays in the building. So I don't blame them at all for doing that. Now, there's a little double-sword question here. Um, what do you think the priorities look right now? Look right now? Uh, wide receivers, linebackers, cornerbacks, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say linebackers because at the end of the day, I think the Saints are going to bring back one of Jenkins or Apple. And you figure out cornerback the best you can, but I, I do think they bring one of those back. So I'm going to go linebacker. Um, and wide receiver, that's kind of the two. And, and don't sleep on offensive guard. Uh, they got to figure something out. Andrews Pete's still a free agent. I'm not saying they should sign him. I should make that clear because I know you guys will freak out if they sign 
uh, re-sign Andrews Pete, but they definitely have to figure out that guard situation too. So I'd go wide receiver, linebacker, and offensive guard. Those are the three spots. You can put them in any order you want, and I think you make a fair argument for any of them uh, for sure. Uh, next one, personally, I think Breeze's deal is great for the team, although I hope Hill gets more snaps at quarterback, especially in his second year. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, I agree 100%. I, I think it's a great deal for the Saints, $25 million, not bad. As for Taysom, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. The best version of the Saints team is one that will incorporate more Taysom Hill. Give me more runs. Give me more catches. Give me more throws. Use Taysom. Make him a, an even bigger weapon. And I get the sample size is so small that we never see him uh, fail. But if you have to see him fail a couple of times to see him succeed too, I will do that. I think it works for the Saints. Next one, should the Saints go after Leonard Floyd? Uh, look, they can go after him. I just think there's other priorities they should have to handle right now. But if the market starts, you know, getting oversaturated and they have to look at other options and Leonard Floyd's available, go for it. I'm not against it. Uh, Matt's asking, Saints actually going to make any moves to improve this roster uh, in free agency? Well, honestly, I was actually laughing because everyone was complaining about what the Saints are doing and everyone thinks that this is all they're hearing right now. No, but for real, this is the Saints' plan. This is when the Saints are best. They do not go big fish hunting on day one, going after guys that you're going to overpay and they're going to flame out very quickly. Uh, I'm not for it. I am for Demario Davis. I'm for Malcolm Brown. I am for even A.J. Klein when they first got him. Like, guys that are are good players that you get on two- to three-year deals, and you're not going after the big fish. It's just not happening. Uh, Ever since Jairus Bird, it's just really been something they try to steer clear of. Um, so uh, we'll see what they do, but I'm really not worried right now. If we get into next week and they haven't added anyone, all right, let's talk. But right now it's so early. I'm really not, I'm not any bit concerned about what the saints are going to do with their roster. I like what this team's doing and it's all about the draft as well. They're really big on adding young talent on controllable deals. And, and that's where they're going to make their money this off season. Now, last question from my friend Susumu. Will you and I celebrate together in teams being too stupidly in love with Jimmy Graham? So backstory here, my friend Sumu's a a Seahawks fan, so he knows Jimmy Graham's a fraud. And I came out on the podcast two weeks ago and I said the Saints shouldn't bring back Jimmy Graham. I wouldn't be against it if it happened, but they shouldn't because he's not the same player. And yet Cleveland, uh, I'm sorry, not Cleveland, Chicago gave him $8 million a year um, for two years. So he's going to get 16 over the next two they're paying him as if he's still good. I don't get how this guy does it. He hasn't been good for five years, and, and I'm just happy he's not on the Saints, especially for that price. That would be disgusting uh, for this team. But that's going to do it for the questions. Now let's move forward and talk about two things before we get over to my little Brady Breeze argument. And it's just about what they've done. So A.J. Klein leaves. That hurts. David Onyemata stays. And the David Onyemata deal is interesting. A lot of people thought he got a little overpaid, $9 million a year. The way I see it is everything goes up. Everyone gets increased salaries. And everyone was saying that David Onyemata could get a four-year, $40 million deal. So when the Saints go three-year, 27, I think that's a pretty good deal. And I always love teams that keep their guys first. Take care of your own when you're a winning team. Take care of your own guys. And then go find under-the-radar role players that can help out your roster for a championship push. And that's what the Saints have been trying to do, and that's what they will continue to do. And we'll see if they can do that with Von Bell, who's also on the market right now. They could bring him back. That would be nice. But that's what you have to do. You can't sit there and go after, you know, big-time guys and not worry about your own. So uh, I'm really... 
Uh, I'm not worried about any any of their strategy right now, and I really do like the Onyemata deal because the one thing I know about him is that I don't think he's reached his ceiling, and I think that's intriguing. Um, Onyemata has not played football for that long, at least organized football, and we've seen year in, year out, he's probably the most versatile guy in their D-line besides uh, Cam Jordan. Obviously, Cam's the most versatile, and you also have you know Davenport, who's very versatile, but Onyemata, in terms of interior, you can do a lot of things with him. He's got a lot of techniques. And I just love what they do. And if you're going to decide between him or Rankins, probably picking on Yamada. I mean, he's healthier. Rankins could get more if he has a big year because of his reputation and his pedigree and being a former first-round pick. So I like the deal. I think three years, 27, is very reasonable. Um, And I think there's nothing to worry about with that deal. Uh, As for what is going to happen in the NFC South, I, I mean, so last week I was thinking about it, and with the Saints, um, you know, still having a pretty good roster, it might be a very winnable NFC South, and it still might. You never know. But things have changed, haven't they? I, I mean, you're talking about things escalating quickly. We ha- we might have Brady on the Buccaneers, Bridgewater on the Panthers, Matt Ryan on the Falcons, and Drew Brees on the New Orleans Saints, with the three of the back ones all confirmed, and then we're just waiting to see what happens with TB12. Now, a lot of people were arguing, you know, Brady goes to the Bucs. Got to make them a contender. If Brady goes to the Bucs, they'll win the NFC South. I don't see it. And, and, and this isn't just bias talk. I mean, again, you're listening to a Saints podcast, so you're not going to hear the Saints guy tell you, oh, you got to watch out for them Buccaneers. But there's a reason why I don't like this idea of Brady to the Bucs. Strategically. It's the same thing that I said about Teddy Bridgewater. Why are you making a guy who's not going to make his money throwing deep go into a system where they throw deep? And then you're going to sit there and tell me, you're not thinking straight. Well, you could change the offense. Bruce Arians can adapt. Bruce Arians is like 67 years old at this point. I don't know if he's not going to adapt back then. Why would he do it now? He's had Carson Palmer, Big Ben, Andrew Luck, uh, throw in uh, Jameis Winston, all gunslingers. Brady's, you know, someone that's tactical with his moves. He's going to throw and dink and dunk. And that's why I think he fits better with the Chargers. But everyone's saying all signs point to Brady going to Tampa Bay. But there's one good thing that comes out of that. Brady, Breeze. Twice a year. Cue the music. Seriously, no, Brady versus Breeze twice a year. I mean, both games will probably be nationally televised. You have two of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks and two of the best that have ever played the game going at it. And I think it'd be very interesting to see how Brady fares in the NFC because a lot of the complaints that I've had is that he doesn't go through the gauntlet that quarterbacks like Breeze, like Rodgers, Wilson, all those guys in the NFC have gone through where every tough game, uh, every game is tough, excuse me. For example, we were talking about it with the NFC seeding last year. So the 49ers get the one seed. The Niners about a loss away from dropping to the five seed on the last week of the season. Like, just think about how tough the NFC is. You had three 13 and three teams. You had the Seahawks, who I believe won 11 games or like a five seed. It's just, it's ridiculous. And then you also have to add that you have the Vikings that are good. The Bears are a competitive team. Uh, Eagles, Cowboys, you go through it. It's a lot harder playing in the NFC than having the luxury of playing the lowly Jets and the Bills who finally get into the playoffs and the Dolphins who, granted, just spent a lot of money are a mess. And I'm not saying this to be like, oh, uh, Saints reign supreme in the South. If Brady goes to the Bucks, I don't think that necessarily moves the needle in front of the standings. I still think Carolina's rebuilding. I think Atlanta has talent, but Atlanta's also lost Austin Hooper. They've lost Devontae Freeman. They've lost Desmond Trufant. So they're losing guys left and right that are important pieces. Maybe 
Maybe the Bucs are the second-best team in the NFC South if he goes there, but I'm not ready to change my stance on that team. I think at the end of the day, it's a 43-year-old quarterback. If he goes there, it's all about the show and the fact that we're going to get Brady versus Breeze. And that's it. That's all I got to offer for you on that. Um, but it will be interesting if he goes there. I do think it, it would be um, fascinating to watch. Now, before I wrap it up, I want to talk about real quick what I'm noticing with this NFC and why I'm not ready to say the Saints championship window is closed. Not only do I think the division is very winnable, I think the rest of the conference actually made a couple of moves to, to get weaker and none more important than Stephon Diggs getting traded. How many times do we have to watch the Vikings just annoy the Saints in the playoffs? Get them out of here. Losing Diggs is going to hurt. They get rid of their most versatile wide receiver. I know they still have Thielen, but getting rid of Diggs is going to hurt them. And not only do you get rid of Diggs, you ship him to the AFC East. Get him the heck out of the conference. That definitely helps. You got the Bears who aren't getting any better. Got the Cowboys who just lost Byron Jones and Robert Quinn. So that hurts. The Eagles haven't made any moves in free agency. And what are we talking about? A 43-year-old quarterback might go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cool. That's it. That's it. I know the 49ers are still good. I know the Cardinals got Hopkins because, you know, Bill O'Brien's a freaking idiot. And, and the Seahawks have lost a couple of talent. They really haven't added much back. I think the NFC is very winnable. Um, and that's why the next couple of days with the Saints are going to be interesting. Who can you add and also resign to make this a, a championship caliber team? Because right now they've lost two free agents in Klein and Bridgewater. They haven't signed any back yet. They might actually get comp picks this year, which is the funniest thing and craziest thing to think about because the Saints never get compensatory picks, but they might actually with the way this offseason is going. But again, it's about building the championship roster. Figure out the issue at guard. Figure out the issue um, at wide receiver across Michael Thomas. And also figure out the issue at linebacker. And then I think the linebacker spot's the one that they can figure out now. There are still good linebackers on the market. If they want, they want to go get one, do it. They'll be fine where you can now turn the 24th pick over to an offensive line, maybe wide receiver, maybe even a corner if you want to. There are options there for the Saints. But anyway, still a lot going on. We got Breeze re-signing, Bridgewater to the Panthers, Klein to the Bills, Anyamata staying in town, Brady maybe coming to the Bucks, which would make the NFC South a whole lot of interesting, um, but not necessarily makes them the favorites at all. But definitely some great times. And for the last week, like I said, it was a dark time in sports. Not a lot going on, but the NFL really has saved everyone, giving you a little bit of a distraction and a little bit of hope that we'll get through the next couple of weeks without any trouble. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Straight Up Saints. I want to thank you so much for listening and stay tuned, not only for more podcast episodes, but for more Saints content and signings because free agency officially starts tomorrow when contracts will become legitimate and teams can start introducing their new players. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the rest of the week and please be safe.